who's responsible for school safety at that school. Uh, what personnel do they have that's responsible for safety, uh, both preventing and responding? Do they have school resource officers that are actually police officers or deputies, or do they have a private security staff? Are they armed? You know, what type of training do they go? How often do they train? Welcome to the Real Security Podcast, where we talk about real security issues with real security experts to help you protect yourself and your family with real security solutions. I'm Tiffany with the Lionheart Security Team, and today's podcast is all about helping to prepare you and your family for the rapidly changing security climate in our nation. Let's join our host, Tim Miller, as we talk about today's critical topic. I think we would all agree it's getting a little bit crazy out here. And uh, by the way, my name's Tim Miller. I'm the president of Lionheart International Services Group. Uh, We're a high-level security consulting and training firm. And uh, I I do want to introduce you to our producer, uh, Christian Garcia. He's with us here. And uh, Christian is the the brains behind the operation and makes everything happen. And uh, with that said, uh, let's move into tonight's topic, which literally is something that affects all of us. And that's how safe are your kids at school? Uh, Christian, go ahead and roll that uh, tape for us. 14 students and a teacher are dead in a shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Uvalde is a small town of about 16,000 people. It's about an hour and a half west of San Antonio. Let's get right to William Joy. He's in our newsroom tonight. William, there is so much information to sort through. Bring us up with the very latest on this horrific shooting. As Cynthia, Chris, we're continuing to learn more information. Just in the last hour, we learned that the shooter is 18-year-old Salvador Ramos, according to Governor Greg Abbott. Abbott said that Ramos was a student at Uvalde High School and shot his grandmother just before the attack on an elementary school. So we all watched in horror as this played out in front of us. A madman goes into a school. He's virtually unchallenged, and he proceeds to kill teachers and students in a school classroom. Well, unfortunately, it's not the first time that that's happened. And that's why we're so honored tonight to have our guest, Jerry Irwin. Uh, Jerry's a police captain. Uh, he oversees school resource officers. He was directly involved, he and his team, in the Parkland incident. Uh, Jerry's a, a very impressive guy. He's very humble, but he just recently graduated from the FBI's National Academy. Uh, he literally coordinated with other uh, police entities um, that were involved in Sandy Hook and Uvalde. And so Jerry really understands the issue of how to keep kids safe at school. And so, Jerry, we're honored to have you here tonight. Um, Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Tim. Jerry, let's just get right to the the meat of this, because, you know, one of the things I love about our team and which you're a part of is that we don't play. We're not going to sugarcoat. We're not going to, you know, tell people things that they want to hear. We're going to tell the truth. And and the truth is that these incidents have been occurring with increasing frequency and increasing levels of deadly impact to families across the nation. So share with us your perspective on school safety. I, I, I know you've spoken to other incident commanders and, and such at, at other incidents, uh, school incidents. So give us a give us a snapshot of kind of how you think we're doing and keeping our kids safe. 
Uh, you, you know, Tim, I wish I could say we're doing a fantastic job, but we're not. Um, when I, uh, discuss it with other people that I go to schools or conferences with, and it's, it's sad that there are so many other people that I'm, I easily run into that have similar experiences to members of our department. But, uh, these type of shootings and, uh, incidents and active killer incidents are happening too much that, uh, uh, I, I'm concerned that we're going to almost become, uh, I don't want to say, uh, complacent with it, but it, it's, I, I don't want it, it. It's a major event that, that needs all the attention. Uh, one of the things that I notice are they're very similar. They're all very similar. And everybody has gone around the country and, and spoken about their incidents and their lessons learned. But, uh, it, it just seems we're very slow to make the necessary changes. Uh, Jerry, let me, let me stop you here. Let me stop you here. Why? Why aren't we learning from Columbine? Why aren't we learning from Sandy Hook? Why aren't we learning? I mean, Uvalde, and, and I'm not trying to slam anybody, and I know you're not either, but that was a colossal nightmare. Why are we not learning the lessons we should learn to keep our kids safe? Uh, you, you know, Tim, I wish I had the answer. It's, it's the billion dollar answer right there. Um, uh, it has to do with multiple entities. Uh, you know, whether you're dealing with a school or a school board, uh, you know, some of these changes that are necessary, uh, it costs money, costs a lot of money, but you know, to me, it's worth it. Um, training issues, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I, I think people think it's not going to happen in my community. It's not going to happen to me. That happened elsewhere. But I can tell you for a fact, uh, you know, we always said uh, not not if, but when and, and are we prepared for it? Um, so, you know, it's, it's and boy, it's Jerry, that- you really lived that out, didn't you? With Parkland. I mean, because you live in a in a relatively nice area. Uh, relatively nice school, um, certainly not affected by, you know, inner city crime per se. Uh, I, I know you and I have talked and, and we all have a, an extreme concern for mental illness. We saw that in Raleigh, you know, just last week with a 15 year old. Um, but Jerry, let, let me circle back around. I mean, why are schools not putting uniform security measures in place? I, I know it's budget. It, they cost. But, you know, anything of value is going to cost you something. So why is it that we're not taking lessons saying, hey, this is the standard. It's not an issue that can be, you know, kind of focused out of the budget. We're going to keep our kids safe. Yeah, you know, Tim, I, I wish I had that answer. I think at least in my area, in the South Florida area, uh, the schools are, or the, I'm sorry, the law enforcement agencies are taking it very seriously. Um, you know, it, it seems like whenever an incident happens around a law enforcement agency, they're, they're all taking it very seriously. Um, so it, it, it's other entities and, and I wish I had the answer, you know, uh, I, yeah. I don't know the answer. And I'm sorry, but- I'm not trying to put you on the spot because I know you and I know I, you'd run in and do whatever is needed to save kids. I, I do it's have just to frustrating. Say that, that, yeah, I, I do have to say yeah. that all the law enforcement agencies that I have worked with and, and spoken with and, and, and people that I've become friends with, even from other states, uh, I feel confident that they would do whatever they needed to do to address the problem effectively as possible. Well, and that's the problem, Jerry. I mean, we all thought that until Uvalde. Uh, 
and I'm not, again, I'm not indicting the officers, but I tell you what, I have eight grandkids and I want to know that those grandkids are safe. I want to know that the police are going to go in and do the right thing. And without indicting those officers, it didn't happen. It didn't happen according to training. All that they said they had in place in terms of physical security failed. So doors and on and on and on. And I know you have, for our listeners, you have three key questions that that every parent should ask their administrators, which I'm grateful for. But I'm just trying to get a context for, you know, how many of these incidents must occur for us to say, you know, state, federal level, hey, these are the guidelines. And, And I know at some level, I think the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Act in Florida, you guys did that and, and you put some standards in place. Um, I, I'm just trying to understand why, you, you know, we all thought that there was universal training, um, well, but obviously it didn't go well in Uvalde. You're right. Tra- training is absolutely the key. You know, I can tell you in Parkland that uh, the officers responded to their training. So th- that that's the foundation of every uh, police agency is the training. And then during a very stressful incident, which this is certainly one, you're going to respond to your training. I will say when budgets are cut, uh, the funding or, or, or whatever or or. or Times are bad and we have to save money. It seems in law enforcement, one of the first things cut, one of the first line items cut are training budgets, which mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense to me. It probably shouldn't make yeah. any sense to anybody, but uh, that is one of the first things uh, that is cut is training. So let me ask you this, Jerry, in light of that, obviously, should there be some kind of school security training certification requirement i mean should everybody that even you know has a badge and gun be required i I think there at some level there is that training but how do we reinforce it because i think it's a great point you're going to rise or fall to the level of your training in a crisis situation that's true um uh you know i can tell you uh, the particular agency i work with uh, that's a mandate we have every year. We have an active, we call it active killer because they can have a gun, they can have a knife, they can have some other type of weapon. Yeah. Um, we have active killer training, uh, and we incorporated stop the bleed training, uh, in with the active killer training and we progress every year. So it's, it's, it's what we've learned and then what else we can learn. So we, we repeat things and, and we advance our training, uh, from experiences, real life incidents that have happened throughout the country well and jerry let me take a minute to say thank you to you and your teams because i know that you didn't hesitate to go into parkland uh i i I know that i i do have to clear the air tim i I, for for, um i was i was not in any of the buildings uh i was actually off duty and i responded during that incident uh and and dealt with a lot of the aftermath or a lot of the outside type stuff, uh, making yeah. sure the hospitals had were staffed with officers and uh, the reunification well, sites let me, and things like that. Let me like cut that. to the chase, though. They had good leadership. They, they, You guys were good leaders because they didn't hesitate. Your teams did not hesitate to enter and go in and do what was right at the time. So, you know, kudos. I, you know, there is no perfect incident. I, I've been in a few myself. I know you and I've talked offline about this, but kudos to your department and your team. Um, I, I guess, you know, Jerry, what I would ask is, you know, what do you say to parents now, which I get asked all the time, 
How do you know if your kids are safe in school? What are some questions that you can ask them, uh, the school administrators and the teachers, about how they're protecting your kids at school? First off, is it a fair question? It's a very fair question. And Tim, as you know, I'm a parent and uh, my daughter was in ninth grade at the time of this incident. And she probably, uh, if she didn't get accepted into a charter school, uh, and the only reason we did that was because of her gymnastic schedule and the hours that this particular charter school started, uh, there's a very good chance she would have ended up in uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, for high school. Wow. Wow. So it's, uh, you know, we have friends in there. My nephew was in the 1200 building. So it's a fair question. And I think uh, it's a very important topic because I have yet to hear anybody but you uh, ask that question. You know, as a parent, what are some of the things you you could ask? And I have been on, uh, you know, uh, when we went to different colleges, some people would ask about that. But uh uh, my daughter uh, did not like going with me because I would always pull uh, their, their security uh, aside and I'd ask a bunch of very detailed questions, uh, uh, you know, just from my experiences. And, and uh, you know, I don't know if she was embarrassed or if she just didn't like the fact that uh, I'd kind of go off to the side from the normal college <laughs> tour or, or even when we were looking at uh, she, we did put her in a private school after that. And that was a, a concern of mine as well. So, so Jerry, I mean, literally, you're one of the best guys in the country to ask this question to. What should parents ask their teachers or administrators about the safety of their kids at school? Well, the first thing I think uh, any parent would want to know is who, what, who's responsible for school safety at that school? Uh, what personnel do they have? That's responsible for safety, uh, both preventing and responding if, if necessary. Um, do they have school resource officers that are actually police officers or deputies, or do they have a private security staff? Um, I always want to know, are, are they armed? How many people do you have? Because some schools are, are, are quite large and, and to have one, maybe even two people might not be enough. Because it could take several minutes to get from one end of campus to another, depending on the size. So um, I think the first question you want to know is everything you, you can about the the people responsible for the school safety. Uh, that includes training. You know, what type of training do they go? How often do they train? What are they trained in? Uh, so so the personnel to me is probably one of the most important. And it's the first question I always ask. That's a great point. Jerry, because it, you know, the bottom line is the longest two, three, four, five, ten minutes of a young child's life are going to be the time from an incident starting until the police actually get there. So that that's a great perspective. And and I know there's two sides. You know, I've actually had parents express concern about having armed people in the school. But here's what we we know that we know: if a determined killer is in the school. The only way to stop that determines killer with a weapon is to have a trained person with a weapon and the authority to be able to intervene and, and interdict. So so that's a great point and a fair question. Uh, what's something else that they need to ask? Uh, you want to know what, uh, in addition to the personnel, what security features are at the school uh, or what security mm-hmm. protocols? Uh, 
how do they make entry? You know, now the, the biggest thing in, in every school should have it is a single point of entry. But a lot of times that that single point of entry is usually after the uh, arrival, after the first bell rings. Uh, sometimes they let students in in multiple areas uh, because there's so many students that would be funneling through one area uh, at, at uh, opening of school and dismissal of school. But do they do they post somebody there? Do they have security there? Do they have a, a teacher that would post at, say, if they opened up a gate to let students in uh, in another area? Um, do they have security cameras? And if they have them, is somebody actually watching the cameras all day? Um, you know, the perimeter of the school, what, what what's around a perimeter? How hard is it to get into the school uh, from certain areas? Uh, and I, well, we saw that in Uvalde, so, didn't we? No, you're not yeah. rambling at all because we saw that in Uvalde. That, you know, that the, the, the vehicle wrecked and he was on the property like that. So that's insightful. You know, every parent should probably walk the property. Would you agree? Yeah. And, and, you know, look, uh, places that they're vulnerable is even before school and dismissal. Where do they, uh, you know, kids who arrive early, where do they go? Uh, you know, anytime there's a large group of people that that's a vulnerable uh, position. Mm -hmm. Um, how about PE or, you know, do they do PE outside or there are there fields that they, they, uh, you know, go to or, or play, play at and, and where are they uh, in conjunction with the school and, and what type of security is there? How close are they to the border? What, what is the border of the school? Is it just a small chain link fence? If anything, is it trees? Um, who, who's monitoring that? Cause you don't, you know, we think because we always drop our, our kids off at school and, and whether it's a car loop line or whatever, or when we go to the office, we park out front and walk through the office. So we think of that's the way everybody goes into the school. But uh, if Good you point. have somebody who Good with point. ill intentions, they're going to go in wherever they can get in to, to school. They're going to yeah. the, the least uh, path of least resistance. So uh, those are uh, certainly some things you, you want to think about, um, you know, door locks. Can they lock down a, a, a a corridor. How do the locks work? Do the locks work? We, we, we learned from Uvalde that many of those locks didn't work. They were, they were old and outdated and teachers didn't have keys to them. That's, that's unacceptable. So Jerry, let, me. let me pause you here for a second. Let me pause you here. I'm a parent. Okay. And I want to walk through the school and see for myself how safe that's based on what you're saying. It sounds like the parents ought to be engaged in checking stuff out for themselves because it's not rocket science looking at a door and say, this door doesn't work. It doesn't lock. So right. do you encourage parents to, I mean, how involved should they be given what we're seeing? Uh, they, they should be involved. And, and you know, uh, uh, years ago, what did we worry about when, when we were deciding what school our, our child would go to, uh, you know, how are your test scores? What, what colleges do the students yeah. at this school get into, you know, are they an A rated school? Are they a B rated school? Uh, you know, what's the average reading level? That's the stuff we worried about. And, 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 and really that's what we should worry about. Unfortunately, there, there's more to, uh, more to yeah. have concern with. And, and I'm not saying yeah. 
be confrontational with their security and, and don't believe yeah. everything they say, but they, they should be able to, to tell you these answers and be very specific. If, if somebody says, Oh yeah, our, our, our people are trained. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'd probably worry about it. I want to know a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Into deep, yeah. Um, we need and, to be engaged. Yeah. Right. You, you have to. And I, again, I guess challenge them, but nicely. But uh, I, yeah. I would imagine a school with a, a good uh, security department wouldn't wouldn't even they'd probably be proud of 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 the security that they have and the steps that they took. Such a good and, point. And the continued Such steps that they, they want to take. They should want to talk to you about it and they should want to show that off. When we went to yeah. uh, a school for my daughter, when we looked into a school. They, they were proud of that. And uh, of course, I do what I always do. I, I seek out the security and they didn't have it was a private school, so they didn't have SROs. They weren't police officers, but two of them were retired police officers uh, from okay. departments that I was very familiar with and, and, and very impressed with. So that made so me you knew there good. was a baseline training. Yeah, I, I, that that I, training, I that big T thing. Right. Yeah. I felt confident if something was going to happen, they were going to respond. But I also looked at so some good. of the security features they had and, 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 and they were kind of ahead of the game. So I was Im- impressed with that. You know, those are things my wife good. didn't look at. She can handle the education part. She's much smarter yeah. than I am. But uh, th- so, that, that's, those were my great concerns. point. Yeah. So what's number three? We got two down. What's number three? Number three is, uh, I, I, I guess you can call it parent communication and, and reunification. Um, and, and I say that because uh, they may not be as important as the first two, but this is something that from my experience and uh, other people's experience during these uh, active incidents uh, that have added to the problem. Uh, the school's communication plan. How are they going to let the parents know that there's something going on? Uh, don't come to the school. And do they have a reunification plan? Go to this area, go to this particular building or this, you know, this area, because this is where we're eventually going to bring your students and 